update on the Johnny's and Associates scandal. So just to, to update what the story is, Johnny Kitagawa founded an agency that does little pop idol bands, mostly boys, and he was diddling a bunch of them. Uh, then he died. And then people found out, which actually, this is maybe the bit that pisses me off is that he doesn't, they're actually not blaming him. Seems somehow wrong. Like it's almost like he died and, and lived his life in the horrible way he wanted to live, but he got away with it. Whereas the people now, I don't know how guilty, I mean, a bunch of them are complicit, so they should at least be fired, probably arrested, other things like that. But it's not going to happen either. Johnny's Associates is going to rebrand into Smile Up. So if you were abused by Johnny Kitagawa, just smile up and everything will be fine. The new company, Smile Up, is going to focus on compensating the victims, which I assume... I mean, that is probably one of the better outcomes. At least they're doing something. They're obligated to do something. They're taking, but it's all, okay. So the next bit is that there's a new talent management company will be created. So Johnny's and Associates was a talent management company. They're saying we're taking that company and making it into Smile Up, which is going to compensate the victims of Johnny Kitagawa. Then we're going to make a new talent management company. So they're not, they're making two. They're making a new company in the hopes of distancing distancing themselves from Johnny Kitagawa. They're saying the company we have we're going to rename, and that company is going to focus on recompense. Yeah, I'm a little torn. I feel like this company should not be allowed to exist, <laughs> but it's only because I don't know who's in charge. Like if they got rid of everyone and swapped everyone out, and like okay, we're going to make a company to fix this things and make a new company that manages pop idol bands with oversight maybe that's okay there are still young men who want to grow up and be pop idols so they shouldn't have their dreams crushed but they also shouldn't be diddled by old men like johnny kitagawa and that's the bit that needs to be said more than anything else johnny kitagawa was diddling little boys he was an abuser he was uh, taking advantage of his position he was a horrible horrible man and deserved to be shamed in life. He deserved to feel his whole world come down around him, and that did not happen. So there's, that, to me, is the core injustice that is not being addressed, because we can't, because he died. So it's, yeah, it's bugging me that he got away with it. So all these new companies and stuff, they don't mean anything to me. So the new talent management company, they're like, we've got to get a name. And then the guy who's president is like, well, we, we want to like maintain the founder's element. Like he's like, maybe he wants to put Johnny in it, which I'm like, dude, you should be saying Johnny Kitagawa was a disgusting human being who diddled little boys who wanted to be famous. And he's like, no, no, we want to do that. And then the statement, this actually statement pissed me off. What is important is that it represents the energy and pride that the performers have cultivated. But again, what you're saying is like, Saying this guy who abused his position, who abused people, that's not as important as these performers cultivating all their energy and stuff. It's like they're, they're trying to pass. Okay, this is it. They're trying to pass by the issue. Uh, they're trying to just like pretend, oh, Johnny Kitagawa's dead, so I guess it doesn't matter anymore. He wasn't the only one. 
I mean, there are more than one victim. If you want to know exactly, there were 478 victims. 325 are seeking some kind of redress. Ah, man, I don't know. If they would stand up and say, Johnny Kitagawa is gross, horrible, awful, I think I would be more okay with what they're doing now. But the fact that they are not addressing the core issue, they're letting the core issue go, it's really not sitting right with me. So like your new company, I don't know. What does it represent? Does it represent what Johnny Kitagawa represented? We don't know because you're not denouncing what has already happened. You're not taking responsibility for it. I don't know what I actually expect. It's an entertainment company and they're inherently abusive. <laughs> when you have kids, uh, people try to ask you challenging questions. They're usually really stupid. Uh, and my daughter wanted to for a little while she wanted to do like not like an idol thing she wanted to do like modeling in like magazines and i said no and it's not that the modeling in magazines is inherently abusive but the people who are attracted to that are abusive people it's like the the argument like video games make people violent i have played video games my entire life it has not made me violent i think violent people will be attracted to video games because there is violence therein just like a girl wanting to be in a magazine and model and stuff isn't inherently manipulative, but manipulative people are going to be attracted to that industry. So that was my concern. If the industry had integrity, I wouldn't have a problem with it, but this is it. The Johnny Kitagawa scandal shows that the industry, because everyone was complicit, doesn't have integrity, which is why I wouldn't want my kids or anyone's kids to actually go into it on their terms. If there's another way you could do it on your terms, then I actually think it would be fine. This is a little more uplifting, which is nice. Uh, Kyushu on September 28th. So it's been a very hot month. That's not actually important. Solar power exceeded the need of the area and some places got free electricity. Uh, and it may continue into October and November afternoon. So Kyushu, very bright place, very sunny. So the perfect kind of environment for solar panels. Where I live, I don't know if it's good or not, but not Kyushu. Kyushu is a very, very sunny place. Supply and demand have to be balanced. This is something I didn't know. If supply is higher and they have to like shut down the machines, that actually damages the equipment. So the ideal for solar panel is that the supply and demand are equal as, as equal as they can be. There's also the issue of the inability to really store the electricity generated for long term. So this is maybe to me the issue with solar power at the moment is solar panels are great, but we need a solar panel battery so that the light, the energy it collects can be stored for use when it isn't as sunny. It's actually the reason that in Kyushu they also use nuclear power plants supplant so they'll like flip back and forth depending on need houses have smart meters and they help with distribution uh it's really important that the the smart meter can tell you how much they've used in the past so they can actually kind of calculate how much you're probably going to use today tomorrow and if they can do that for the whole city they can make sure that everything is in balance and maintain this stuff but it is nice to see something like solar power being successful i think it was in scotland I forget what, it was a different story because it wasn't an English News Japan story. 
I didn't write it down. I'm pretty sure it was Scotland. One of their wind farms created an excess of electricity as well. So these green power solutions, as they improve over time, are becoming more efficient, are becoming more, I mean, they're fulfilling the needs and they're not doing it by destroying the environment as much. Again, there's always some to create all the, the, the facilities, the, the wind. Um, I've been uh, in the past very serious about the difference between a, a windmill and a solar and, and a wind power turbine. There you go. My words were gone. In uh, a wind turbine. I've actually been very technical on that because of a, an activity we do at work. <laughs> And suddenly wind turbine was gone from my head. So I guess I can't be as judgmental in the future, but I'm going to be because that's my job. Um, it's nice to see these technologies moving forward, supplying enough energy for areas. And that plus other energy sources going to be amazing. Hopefully it will fix some of the problems. Japan just had the hottest September on record. It was up uh, an average of 2.6 degrees. And that I know people are like still trying to argue climate change. I guess the, the argument has changed. It used to be climate change isn't real. Now they're saying, well, the climate changes all the time and there's nothing we can do about it. And there absolutely is something we can do about it. Nagoya City in Japan. So I've, we talked about this before. They've tried to encourage people not to walk up and down escalators while they're in motion because they're worried about people falling down. Uh, they get off balance or stuff. So you, you, what they want is you to stand on it, hold onto the rail, go up to the top. Everyone's happy. Nagoya has begun a citywide ordinance making you are not allowed to walk on the escalator. They have done a very Japanese thing. So they've made a rule, but if you break the rule, there is no punishment. So if you come to Nagoya and you walk up the escalator, uh, maybe an official will come to you and go, no, 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 don't do that. Uh, maybe someone will look at you in a, in a dirty way, but you won't actually be penalized. Maybe that maybe a cop would talk to you and say, do you know it's a rule that you can't do that? And you just say no. And they'll be like, well, it is. So don't do it again. It is the first city in Japan to make it an actual ordinance. They do have many rules in Japan that come with no punishment, which makes it very hard in my mind to enforce the rule. It's not like I think it should have a heavy punishment or anything like that, but if you have no punishment, then people are not going to really respect the rule. The Japan government is seeking to dissolve the Unification Church in Japan. This is primarily because of a probe into donations that ruined families. Uh, they had a story about trading kids and other questionable practices. But the one, so the trading kids one is actually very hard to prove because the parents who raised the kid are going to just say, that's my kid. You can't force DNA tests in a free society. I was about to say, unfortunately, but I guess it's fortunate. I don't want people. I don't know what I want. I have, I live in this weird, I live in this weird in between world where when you know it's bad and they're doing bad things, I want you to go and be able to prove it. But then also I want them to follow the rule of law and not break the law. So I guess if I had to have the debate and the argument, I would actually fall on the side of the law, prove the things you can actually prove. We should not be like, civil rights and stuff. I don't know. Jeez. Anyways, this all stems from 
prime minister, former prime minister Abe being shot. And the guy who shot him was angry about the unification church. His mother had given massive donations to the church and ruined his family financially. He didn't actually intend to attack the prime minister. He thought there was going to be a unification church leader at the speech where the prime minister was, and there wasn't one. So he decided, well, here's my opportunity. He does it. So this is the scary part. This is actually the scary part. It actually started a probe into the church. His story came out and then people started looking at the church and looking at this. And then people started coming forward and saying, yes, the church does abuse donations. They do pressure you. They do all these things. Uh, They do manipulate people into taking all their money. They do ruin families. And now the government's acting on it. So in a weird way, and I actually feel like you shouldn't say this out loud, he was successful because he got the government to look at the church and now the government is looking at the church and they're talking about dissolving the church. What this means is that uh, the church is dissolved. It means it will lose its tax benefits. So it just becomes a corporation, but it has to pay taxes. And for a religion, the free money, the non-taxable money is how they survive. It's why these churches are so focused on money because they can get as much as they can. They can hoard as much as they can and they can create programs and whatnot to actually expand their church and get more money. So that's what it's all about. Uh, Don't let people tell you otherwise. Historically speaking, the reason the Japanese government can dissolve a religious group is it's clearly found, it has clearly been found to do harm to public welfare substantially. So you could do a little public harm and you wouldn't get in trouble. But if you do a lot of public harm, substantial public harm, they can dissolve you. You lose your tax benefits. Historically speaking, only two cults have been dissolved so far. The most famous one was the Aum cult, A-U-M. Back in 1995, they did the sarin gas attack. It was a doomsday cult. So they released this gas onto a subway and it killed a bunch of people and made a bunch of other people really sick. Uh, I read a book on it. It's pretty horrible. The people who survived, so the sarin gas, the problem is they suffer from essentially like pain and headaches and stuff all the time. And initially, everyone was very sympathetic. This was maybe the weirdest part of the book for me. Everyone was very sympathetic at first. But then two years later, when you're like, I have a headache because of the sarin gas attack that happened two years ago, people have lost their sympathy. They're like, well, that was two years ago. You must be over it by now. But it is a chronic result of inhaling the sarin gas. Nothing you can do about it. And then like, so these people are like, my life in a weird way has been ruined because There's no physical, you can't look at me and say, yes, he was attacked, something happened. I can feel internal pain from now until the day I die. And that is terrifying to me. And and then the people around you, they were sympathetic at first. Oh my God, you were part of this horrible thing. And then a couple of years later, like, could you just shut up? And I understand both sides. It is, that is an absolute nightmare. Prime Day is a big, important Amazon day. Uh, I think we've all partaken, partook. We have all partook in Prime Day in the past. I, I'm not 100% sure. Partake. You have partaken, I guess, would be the proper way. Partook is quite fun to say. 33 workers have decided to halt deliveries uh, because of non-payment of Prime Day incentives. Of course, Prime Day means there are more packages. Usually in this area, they average about 90 packages a day back in 2021. Uh, It kind of went up during the pandemic because people were ordering more stuff online. On the busy days like Prime Day, they can get 200 packages a day. So more than double 
the regular amount of work they have to do, they have to bust out in a day to make sure people are happy. They were supposed to get uh, benefits, so you, incentives to work this day, and then there was non-payment uh, from, this is a subcontractor, so I you can't blame Amazon directly, but also, I mean, because Amazon's been in the news, because their people want to strike and their people want to unionize and it's a big problem, clearly, Things connected to Amazon. This is what I'm noticing. So the Johnny Kitagawa story from the beginning and this story, it's these big companies and just the tendrils that go out, they infect other companies and these other companies like, oh, well, I'll take the incentive for Amazon. I won't pay the subcontractor workers. They'll just get their regular pay and I get to keep that extra. There's a complicit nature in these other companies to profit and benefit and they don't want to take care of workers. (sighs) We live in a shit world. I've done a couple of C McBees on, on capitalism and not anti-capitalism, but I don't think the capitalism we live in right now is real capitalism because real capitalism needs to be controlled. And that's actually the problem. It's not because people talk about free capitalism, but free capitalism leads to monopolies and these monopolies, the, the F E C I don't know. Oh, F federal trade commission, FTC in America. Uh, they're actually accusing Amazon of being a monopoly on the online space now because there's no company that come up and take its place. So they might break them up or talk about breaking them up. Uh, and that is the natural state. Companies, they they try to gain as much power and push other companies out and create a monopoly. But that's when it's not capitalism anymore because there is no competition. Capitalism, the fundamental aspect of it is ca- is, is competition. So the government actually needs to step in and regulate essentially how big these companies can get, but they're not doing that because of our capitalist society and whatnot. And then these companies are now paying the politicians. You know, you know the deal. I don't know if I really have to explain this again, but I think what we're living in at the moment is not real capitalism. And that's maybe the issue because real capitalism, I guess there's no real thing. So like true communism, true capitalism, those things don't really happen. We always get some bastardization of it, but you can't have true capitalism without a significant, significant amount of regulation, which seems antithetical, but it's necessary to make sure that you don't get monopolies. Oh, uh, we're getting into creepy news, which is super fun for everybody. Japan users have begun reporting that their Google Drive accounts are getting banned for storing erotic anime and adult content. I didn't even think about it. Like you, I have a Google, I have a Google Gmail account. You can uh, send a message to chunkmcbeefchest at gmail.com. It will come to me. Uh, it comes with a Google Drive. So you get like whatever the two, three, 15 gigs. I forget how many gigs it is. It's just free. So of course you're going to use it. And if you want to like, oh, I don't want to keep this, this dirty, dirty stuff. That's essentially illegal. Cause you got to remember like uncensored stuff is illegal in Japan. Uh, the erotic anime probably is uncensored and so that's illegal in Japan. So I don't want to keep that on my computer. So I'll keep it in my Google Drive where no one can look at it. But Google probably has spiders and bots and things searching through it. So I bet a person, uh, maybe the, the, the bot would report back like a suspicious thing and then a person goes in and looks at it. I, you agree to that in your terms and services. This is just stuff I hadn't thought of. So this was very interesting to me because I, if I was going to keep erotic material somewhere, it wouldn't be on my PC. It would be in the cloud, what I would imagine to be secure that other people couldn't access. And then I realized, oh shit, there's the company could access it and they're the one, they don't want to get in trouble for like storing child porn or adult content that's illegal, like in Japan, uncensored porn. That's a bad place to keep it. There was a helpful user on Twitter 
I, I should, I guess I start switching over to X. Uh, there's a company in Florida called X that is suing Twitter. And so it's going to depend how that rules out, whether or not we end up calling it X or not. So this user on X decided to like, you know, just make sure everyone knows what's up. So Google, do not use it for storing your erotic anime and adult content. Dropbox, not safe for work material is okay. It's a long established company. So it seems like the good, a good choice. There's a storage site called Mega, not safe for work material is okay. But how long will the company last? It's one of those considerations. Like it's not a long founded company, which doesn't mean it's going to last for a long time. PCloud is expensive, but it lasts a long time. So essentially you buy space on PCloud, you can keep it forever. It's not safe for work. He put questionable. So their policy isn't super clear about whether you can store not safe for work material on their servers. Uh, There's a company called Box. It's expensive and you cannot store not safe for work. So this was interesting. This guy actually did the work. He's like, oh, I'm going to find all the services where you could store stuff on the cloud. And then can you store erotic anime there? And you, do you have to pay? How long is the service going to last? How respectable is the service? Uh, And then he said, just a helpful tip, a helpful tip for our, our porn friends out there. Don't forget to zip and password protect your data, which is good advice. I mean, I'm being really honest. And again, this is someone who cares a great deal about their data and in a weird way cares about your data. So of course, zip. He actually said double zip and password protect. I was like, wow, that is a lot of work because I probably at this stage wouldn't be storing stuff online. I would just find it online. And then it's not as directly connected to me. Now I'm thinking about how to do it. You get a VPN so it doesn't keep your location and you just go on to like Reddit or Twitter. And I mean, let's face it. The foundation of those websites is pornography. You probably don't think about it. Like if you don't go to Reddit for porn, you probably don't realize like 50, 60% of that website is pornography. And Twitter is the same. You probably, if you don't go there for porn, you don't see any porn. But if you start looking for porn, there's tons of it. I like, I would say that's actually half. I kind of want, how much of Reddit is pornographic? Uh, safe for work. Stop it. Safe for work is 78%. Not safe for work is two is 22%. So that. Okay, that's a lot less than I expected, but it is showing you a significant portion of that website is actually pornography. 13% of Twitter is pornography. 13% of all tweets. So they can't like monetize those tweets or sell or put ads around them. So that's what I mean. Like I, I actually thought those numbers would be higher, but it's still significant. If you're a creepy, creepy person and you want to keep your creepy, creepy images, you have to be really careful about doing it with, I assume, a creepy, creepy company. Uh, The new Johnny's and Associates company might be the right place for you. Okay, our last two stories, they're kind of, the stories themselves are just, again, gross people doing gross things, but it was the reasoning that I enjoyed. Uh, Because, again, an unexpected theme popped up when I started looking at the dirty stories this week. The police lieutenant uh, was decided on a bus and he was sitting next to a lady and he, he, he brushed his arm past her and he touched her boobie. And then he's like, Hmm, I'm going to keep my hand here on this lady's boobie. And the lady was like, well, that's not cool. So she gets off the bus and that evening she calls the police. He's like, uh, this guy touched my boobie. They went on to the bus. The bus had a camera on it and they found his face. They found his, uh, like train pass IC card thing. And they could trace where he was, figure out who was Lieutenant in the police. 
Uh, they arrested him, brought him in. He was requested to resign. So he was given the initial punishment of a one-tenth pay cut for three months, which is fucking nothing. They didn't want to fire him. They requested he resign. He did resign. But when he was arrested, he said, I felt happy when my arm touched the woman's breast, so I maintained that position. Uh, it's the maybe the warped idea of, well, this is making me happy, therefore it's okay. Or this is making me happy, therefore I assume it's making her happy because I'm the most important person in the world. I don't, I would like, there's, there's something I want to drill down into the minutia of that mentality of this makes me happy, therefore it's acceptable. Or this makes me happy, therefore it's not a bad thing. Or this makes me happy, I like it, therefore they should be okay with it even if they don't like it, something like that. I'm a little torn on what I would like. I would like a little more uh, explanation, but I found that to be the weakest excuse or reason for doing something because yeah, there's lots of things that would make me feel good, make me happy. But if it doesn't make the other person happy, that's why it's illegal. You think a police Lieutenant may understand that. All right. So 4am it's four o'clock in the morning. What are you doing? I'm up. I'm never up at 4 a.m. This is another reason I'm not going to ever be like the master criminal I aspire to be because I think to really do good crime, you got to be like a a three, four, five a.m. person, which I'm not. I would have to like re, you know, organize my life in a completely different way to be a really good criminal. 4 a.m. This guy's like, what I want, I want to break into a high school gym. So he did. Now the alarm went off, the police arrived and he was arrested. Turns out this is the third time he's been arrested for breaking into high school gyms. The other two times he stole some high school girl shoes. There have been other break-ins in gyms where shoes have been stolen. Police are connecting these pretty logically. Again, good detective work. And they're trying to see if he's done this more than three times. There's three times he's been caught, but they're thinking maybe it's been more than three times. He was arrested and they were like, hey, uh, you've been punished for this twice. Why, why do you break into high school gymnasiums and steal shoes? And he said, uh, because I like high school girls. And honestly, I can't really argue with his logic. Have you covered this guy before? Uh, have you covered this guy before? It is very possible. Is this the school desk guy? No, the school desk guy is different. This guy, so the school desk guy, uh, what he wanted to do was recreate a high school classroom in his home. And then he didn't just buy stuff online. He wanted authentic high school stuff. Okay. Now we all know this is creepy, creepy, creepy stuff. This is creepy dudes being creepy. Uh, I thought it, the thing that they did, the high school recreation in his home, which is like serial killer level psycho stuff. He's, he's in there alone. So he's not doing something in the classroom. So to me, the terrifying part of the guy who wanted to steal the desk, get them into his room to create a high school room is that he then would have needed a next step to finalize whatever his fantasy in his mind was, which is terrifying. This guy stealing shoes exclusively. So I'm going to assume that he's taking them home and satisfying himself with, again, I'm going to go ahead and assume the smell of the shoe is kind of what he's into. I maybe the touch or the feel. I don't know. I don't want to get into it. <laughs> Ignaz put into the chat, washing them. He gets, he gets, just goes in, washes the shoe, breaks into the gym again and puts them back. Awesome. That is a criminal I can get behind. Someone who comes in and just cleans up 
for you and then gets away. Uh, his statement. So the, we have the police lieutenant before who said, basically, I was touching her boob and I liked touching her boob. Therefore, it's okay. This guy's like, I like high school girls. Why wouldn't I break into a gymnasium and steal their shit? Which is, there's, there's, there's sort of a, a mental bit to this that I think is needs to be dealt with. But the fact that the first guy is a police lieutenant made that a little more shocking that he didn't understand sort of the why of the law. It's not really about how he feels. It's about how the other people feel. But then I could see like, you see this excuse. It's when these excuses come up in tandem that this guy who you just go straight up, he's stealing shoes. He's a psycho. He's using the exact same reasoning as this lieutenant, this police lieutenant. I want a conclusion. It's like, I want to wrap up like a, like a sitcom and have like a lesson we've learned at the end. Maybe that's it. Maybe I have to organize it that way. So we have to learn a lesson. And the lesson we learn from these two creepy, creepy guys is because I like it or I want it. That's not enough to make it okay. Do, 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 do. Some kind of like little, little chime to, to help you know you realized you've learned a lesson. Or maybe the audience goes, oh, we've all learned a lesson together.